On September 11th, 2001, our American way of life was attacked. Everyone remembers where they were that day and how their lives changed from that moment on. The American Legion is committed to honoring the memories of those we lost on 9-11 and in the global war on terrorism that followed. As part of that commitment, the American Legion Tango Alpha Lima podcast presents a special series, 9-11-2020. 20 episodes in the 20 days leading up to the 20th anniversary of the attacks that changed the world. Each of the 20 guests delivers a unique first-hand perspective on 9-11 and our nation's response. Here is one of those remarkable stories. And now we are joined by, joined by John Paluska. Uh, on September 11, 2001, John was an 18-year-old freshman at Fordham University. That day and in the days that followed, John volunteered at Ground Zero, aiding in the rescue and recovery operation. He subsequently joined the Army, becoming a Green Beret with combat deployments to Afghanistan, Iraq, and other locations. A Purple Heart recipient, John medically retired from the military after 10 years of service. He currently works at Bank of America Securities Structured Finance with a focus on environmental social and governance, and is heavily involved with the company's military veteran hiring. We appreciate that, certainly. Uh, John is earning his MBA from Columbia Business School, where he has been an, where he's been active in their nonprofit board leadership program. He's a former State Department intern and joint fellow with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and U.S. Special Operations Command. He also serves uh, on the fundraising committee for St. Jude's Hospital, Taste of Wall Street, and is a founding member of the Special Forces Association, Chapter 58. Welcome, John. Thank you uh, very much for taking time out of your day to, uh, to join us here. But let's start with, with your 9-11 story. I mean, Fordham is right there. So you had to have known early what was happening. Yeah, first, uh, you know, thanks for, for having me. You know, this is a, a great podcast series um, and, and really appreciative that you know we continue to highlight as we're approaching the 20th anniversary here um you know i, I think uh you, you know my story is unique um you know being location wise i just uprooted from uh iowa in the, in the midwest it was my sixth day of college um i, I didn't have classes on that uh, that tuesday morning um when, when 9 11 happened um you know i, I had a couple of roommates uh, come rushing into my my uh, room. So I was I was sleeping in. They said turn on the TV. We had those old 13 inch uh, TVs with the cassette player. Uh, you know that was kind of built into it. And uh, you know I re remember we're like well let's see if we can see what's going on. So we went to the top of another um, dormitory building, and you know there it was. You know the, the second tower falling and and the plume of smoke looking straight down um, into to Manhattan. Um, you know I. I I brought a, a show and tell, you know, uh, item here today, which I, I never pull out, but I actually had a Yankees ticket. I'm holding here a, a ticket for the 7.05 PM uh, first pitch versus uh, Chicago. Um, and, and so, you know, certainly that day, uh, you know, the, the, the game was canceled and a number of days that baseball and, and all of America, you know, focused on this tragic event. Um, so what, what was going through my head, you know, it, it's hard for me to kind of, um, digest all of the emotions that I felt because I was, you know, a transplant from the Midwest. I, you know, wasn't really fully, um, you know, introduced to the, the New York, uh, you know, forget about it culture. Uh, but it, it, it immediately changed where everyone was, um, you know, this just full of love, compassion and fear and in shock. And, um, you know, I, uh, 
I, I decided to, to jump on a subway and go down. I didn't know if there was anything I could do and, and help out or, or where I would end up. Um, and so, so that's what I did. Um, it was, it was a very eerie subway ride down there. I remember there being about two other people in the southbound, um, you know, car. Um, you know, I, I think we, we got all the way down to around, uh, you know, 14th or, or 28th street and began walking and, you know, through, through, uh, through the, through the day, um, you know, I, I, I found myself kind of, you know, watching people running and crying and ambulances and, and fire trucks. Um, and it just, it, it was just kind of this, this call to, to volunteer. I didn't, I didn't know what I was walking into. I saw, you know, vehicles and people covered in, in dust, you know, coming up, um, you know, northbound and, you know, trying to get, you know, into Jersey or, you know, over to Brooklyn and Queens. And um, when, when I arrived at uh, this uh, location, um, you know, as I was advancing towards Ground Zero, really not knowing, you know, how I would help that day, uh, someone asked me if I was part of this group called the Civilian Military Relief. You know, best of my knowledge, it was a group of, um, you know, union workers who paired up with the National Guard units around New York City. And so the, the bridges, the tunnels were shut down. And, uh, you know, over the period of the next couple hours, uh, we saw shipments of goods coming in. And we're a couple blocks north at this point. Um, you know, there's worries that there'd still be more collapses. Uh, you know, so it was just, a, it was a very sensitive uh, you know, time frame of, of, you know, whether we were going to go in, in aid or not. And of course, you know, FDNY, uh, NYPD, the PAPD just, uh, you know, um, experienced some enormous casualties. And, uh, you know, in, in the, the first 24 hours, I mean, you can imagine how exhausting, emotionally tired, you know, everyone, you know, was working through, you know, this, this, this war zone. Um, I got outfitted, um, you know, alongside a couple of these uh, you know, workers and, and National Guardsmen, you know, the full suit and boots and helmet. Um, and we, we, uh, we did the long walk to, uh, to ground zero. We came in through the, the west side and, you know, there, there's you know, a number of different, um, you know, towers there, part of the, the World Trade Center. And we came in at a level that is not, you know, the ground floor because it was just, you know, floors of debris. Uh, I spent most of my time on the, the west side, specifically the, the southwest side. And uh, you know, in, in that you know first day and going into September 12th, September 13th, um, you know, I, you know, myself and the, the partner that I was with, we carried a uh, a garden uh, spade and we had a fireman's axe. Um, you know, as you can imagine, it was just still a scene of smoke and fire. Um, we, we recovered, uh, you know, between him and I about four, um, four victims and, uh, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm six days into college, you know, come to kind of learn that I'm you know, one of the, the youngest, um, you know, 9-11 rescue and recovery volunteers, you know, down there. And, um, you know, this, this was my kickoff to college. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go into the business, but, uh, you know, this certainly, you know, changed my career, career trajectory. Um, you know, there, there's, there's really, you know, without going into the details, there's nothing that I can leave alone or, or put aside of my kind of tremendous um, desire to keep, you know, the memories of the victims alive for forever. Um, you know, the, 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 the camaraderie that I saw, 
in New York City, the camaraderie I saw from my, my fellow friends in Iowa, you know, printing American flags in the newspapers, American flags being on your pizza boxes, on your, your dry cleaning uh, hangers. I mean, it, it, was, it was just this, you know, the day after 9-11 was, was a really good day. And it was, it was an awful event and it's still an awful event today. Um, but what I saw, you know, come together on top of ground zero. And once I left um, about a week later, it, it uh, you know, just inspired me to, to uh, you know, kind of do so much and encourage people to, to stay connected. Um, you know, one, one thing that, you know, I think I'll be talking about is um, how I, you know, helped co-found the uh, 9-11 Visionary Network um, you know, looking for kind of the, the younger generation uh, to you know, form a network and, and continue to honor, remember those killed, um, you know, commemorate September 11th, the you know, community engagement through various education opportunities. So, um, yeah, I mean, once about a month passed, um, as you can imagine, you know, the entire school, the entire New York City was kind of upended. And uh, I, I walked into a recruiter's office and said, hey, I want to enlist in the military, you know, gave me my options. And you know, I, I went off and to, to basic training that that next summer, you know, I, I've stayed connected to 9-11 ground zero, you know, the whole effort, the whole community, uh, you know, since since 9-11. And, and when I was medically retired, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do next, but I knew that I had unfinished business um, in New York City. And, and that's a, a big reason, you know, su support from my my uh, my wife. Uh, certainly to, to move back to, to New York from, uh, you know, Joint Base Lewis McCord outside of Seattle and, uh, you know, help support those. So, you know, I'm heavily involved giving tours, education opportunities. Um, you know, I think, you know, some of the stuff we're going to focus on is, you know, the burn pit initiatives and pairing up with some of the other uh, military nonprofits. So, sure. um, yeah, there's, there's multiple layers in that story and it, it's like a camera reel um, you know, seeing, you know, mem remembering the sirens, the smell, the American flags draping over all the different, um, you know, victims that we'd form a chain and, and pass along. Um, but, you know, it was a struggle, you know, for a nation on that day. Um, we're, we're stronger because, because of it. Um, so many people are inspired because of it. Um, you know, we use the term post 9-11 you know, I know there's you know, some recent debate, you know, whether we still use it, but but I think for our generation and in, in, in these future generations, just as was, you know, Pearl Harbor, um, you know, that is a term that, you know, defines me uh, and, and many of you. And, and you know, thank you for, you know, highlighting this, uh, you know, important series. Absolutely. All right, Ashley, you're up. All right. Wow. I, I'm just, I'm a very visual person. So I'm just like going through your story and it's just very cinematic, yeah. um, very powerful powerful. So, so John, you talk about, you know, you're the youngest volunteer on, on ground zero to your knowledge, right? And you find yourself in a army recruiter, uh, you know, station or wherever you went, but they found you, you walked in, right. And you become a green beret and, you know, you deploy to Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey, um, you know, joining the military, right. You, uh, let's see, you said what, uh, like summer, summer after you yeah, started freshman your freshman year. So you put, did, I'm assuming you put school on hold, went, did your training and then just kind of, I want to just kind of peel back 
how, you know, you became a, a Green Beret um, and your journey early on in your, in your military career. Yeah, I, I had a very untraditional military career and, and I, I've learned to kind of give the elevator pitch on it. Um, so I, I enlisted into the reserves and uh, subsequently disenrolled from the undergraduate business school, kind of focused my educational studies on uh, classes that aligned with just, you know, what, what I was, uh, you know, doing. Um, I was able to graduate on time. I, I don't tell many people this, or I don't really put on a resume, but uh, I, I received a degree in individualized studies. Uh, you know, took some Arabic courses, took some, you know, history on, um, you know, the Middle East, you know, some national policy coursework. Uh, you know, that really drove me to understand why those events happened. And um, through, you know, the enlistment in the reserves, I want to take it a step further. So I did a program called Simultaneous Membership Program. It allowed me to come into ROTC later in my career. And I kind of, you know, sped up on credits. And so I actually graduated on time. Um, and then I went off to, you know, in, in infantry, you know, second lieutenant, did all the, you know, airborne ranger uh, schools, uh, went to a unit that was uh, deployed to Iraq. And, you know, my, my first of, of numerous deployments to come, uh, it was my, my 13th day and we were, um, you know, patrolling an area where we had just uh, gotten into a very, very heavy fire, fire with a, a number of casualties uh, a week before. And uh, I was uh, struck with it. My vehicle was struck with a uh, rocket propelled grenade. Uh, we went to around a flank and ultimately we took a, a type of IED called a um, explosive form projectile or penetrator an EFP, a small Iranian bomb. And it, it went through my vehicle, uh, took off my gunner's legs, Travis Strong. Um, he survived and, and then, you know, hit me with about 160 pieces of uh, copper spalling. And uh, so I, you know, this is 13 days. So, you know, six days of college, 13 days on, you know, basically my first job, you know, in the, in the military. And, you know, I had this, you know, tr tremendous setback and, um, you know, when I was in recovery and going through, you know, knee and leg surgeries and hand surgeries, um, you know, they had me work with casualties and, uh, you know, you wouldn't think that that would be kind of the thing that you would do to someone who's been exposed to this trauma and, you know, you know certainly, you know, over the years, you know, had a, a level of PTSD, but, you know, that taught me so much about compassion into my career and what drove me to want to be a Green Beret and, you know, we're, we're not just these direct action guys, you know, kicking doors. I mean, we're there as a force multiplier. We're there to, um, you know, ultimately work ourselves out of a job to, to help people who, you know, need help. And, you know, we want to, you know, put them in a place where they can take care of a situation and take it on themselves. And so we're always trying to work ourselves out of a job. And, you know, that's whether it's through, you know, humanitarian deployments, um, you know, teaching about, you know, border security or, you know, being on the front lines, which, you know, a large portion of my career was, um, you know, that that was you know, that that whole part of the beginning of my military career, you know, being in a unit where I was the, the summary court martial for inventory and personal effects of, you know, a, a dozen soldiers and assistant casualty assistance officer when, you know, really my only military career was 13 days overseas. I mean, that that really shaped you know that people are are people and i would never forget that and, and i learned in um my special forces training that the most important uh, three words is respect 
costs nothing. And if you can apply that in everything that you do as a team or in a leadership uh, you know, position, it will help you so much um, to communicate. And, you know, Green Berets, we leverage a, a foreign language skill. And, you know, even if we sucked or, you know, some of our teammates didn't speak the, the language, you know, just taking the time to learn the culture about the people to help them out because, you know, we're, we're all human beings. Um, you know, it's kind of skipping the part about the 160 pieces of shrapnel and, and going on to, you know, serve my career. Um, you know, I, I, I actually did pretty well uh, for a number of years, had, you know, continued surgeries, um, you know, as a, a fighter, but, you know, a whole bunch of knee injections, shoulder injections, subsequent hand surgeries, you know, ultimately led to the, uh, the medical retirement. Uh, but, you know, I, I would go back to it in, in a heartbeat, um, you know, if I could. Wow. Thank you. Wow. All right, Jeff, you are up. Yeah. You're on mute, but you are up. I feel like you guys did that to me on purpose. Yeah, you have uh, to you have to forgive him, John. He is a Marine and so he doesn't understand how buttons work at times. So we'll, we'll forget the Marines. Yeah. They're not in pretty these buttons aren't in pretty colors. So it throws me off. There's no uh, drawing. So, <laughs> so what how we're getting to my question is you, you talked about 9-11 that day. You've talked about how 9-11 uh, propelled you and uh, inspired your service. And now what I want to talk to you about is a lot of people say words like never forget. A lot of people say those kinds of words. You took everything from your service, your education, your experiences, you're coming from a small town living in New York and making that your new home. And you co-founded the uh, you, 9-11 Memorial and Museum Visionary Network. So my question is about how that began and its mission and what, when I go to, when I go to New York next time, what is my experience going to be when I visit this? Yeah, um, it, it began, I would, I would say, you know, naturally i moved to new york and in the the summer of 2017 and you know i had counted how many times i had gone down to visit the memorial and the first time i went down to the museum was a couple of years prior but you know being in new york i certainly had access um i i was curious about um the community that i had i had left um i was curious about other people's stories on 9-11 and, and that is probably the most incredible part about living in New York. Um, you know, a lot of comedians, you know, talk about, you know, hey, do you remember 9-11? I mean, like for me and a lot of people, um, the calendar year is September 11th. It, it's not, you know, like a kid on December 25th or, you know, January 1st. Um, everything stops and, and projects forward from, from 9-11. And, you know, I wanted to show that, you know, this was an event that changed all Americans, all people living in America, you know, changed the world. Um, so I started giving tours and, uh, you know, I just naturally connected to a, a number of folks at the Memorial Museum, st started running into some of the same 
people that are you know part of different uh, military communities. Um, you know, the, the military or the, the American Legion post here uh, that Bill Golden runs, uh, you know, started doing a couple of events with them. And you know, people just cared. They didn't, they didn't know that, you know, there is such this, you know, magnificent museum that tells the story of why 9-11 happened and where we are today underground, underneath those two, uh, you know, pools, you know, that, that you know, basically mirror the, the Twin Towers. Um, and, you know, I had, I started meeting a couple of the family members at these events that were, you know, my age, you know, Rob Beretta, um, you know, Kate Levy, um, you know, they, they, you know, lost his cousin, she lost her dad, um, you know, we're around the similar age, we're doing the same things. And we just kind of, you know, casually on our own approached 9-11 Memorial Museum and said, hey, can we get kind of like this, you know, like junior board type together? You know, and, and you think about it, you know, 9-11 happened in 2001. You know, you, you start a nonprofit, you put a board of directors together. Uh, you know, generally everyone's probably has experience. They're, they're, they're older in, in, or mature in age. And, you know, now here we are 20 years later, or, you know, just, just before 20 years later, um, and you need that kind of injection of, of youth and, you know, what does it mean to that next generation? And that's really kind of where the idea um, you know, took off. And so it was a, a group of us, three who had lost family members, myself, um, you know, we've, we've grown to a, a formal leadership council of, of six individuals now, and uh, we've got about 130 members within the, the Visionary Network, uh, you know really looking at, you know, the, the opportunities. I mean, it, the, the purpose is to, to kind of build that camaraderie, you know, how to, how to you continue to remember the, the victims and, and highlight how all Americans, the world uh, came together to, um, you know, a, a call of duty, um, you know, what the first responders, you know, the FDNY were doing. And, um, you know, I, I you know, care about this because it changed my life. It, it shaped my values. You know, I saw the loss of life. I saw um, you know, the acts of terrorism and how the events that day brought a lot of us together, which I kind of, you know, you know, spoke about is this, this more unified you know, humanity, um, you know, and whether it's, it's me or someone that you know, knew someone, you know, involved in 9-11 or just someone that, uh, you know, gave prayers those day or, you know, you know, wasn't even born and, and, and is curious. I mean, that's, that's really what we're here to, to, you know, help kind of advance forward is the the whole storyline around the next generation uh remembers thank you for that yeah uh it's uh it's always you know eye-opening to hear from somebody who's had firsthand experience and so we obviously appreciate you taking time out to kind of share it with us it's uh it's important that everybody hear this and, and understand how much the world did change that day um, yeah, everyone remembers. I mean, I could ask each one of you, you know, where were you on that day? You will remember how you learned, uh, you, when you heard the news, what you did for the rest of that day. Yeah. Um, and you think about how many days we've been alive. I mean, there's not many days that you can remember that along with so many other people. Yeah, I don't remember yesterday, but I remember that day yeah. 20 years ago. So. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Everyone else, remember to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to them. 
Uh, when you're there, make sure you review and rate us. And if you want to send us some feedback, you can do that at TangoAlphaLima at Legion.org. John, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate all the time you spent with us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and, you know, if you're 21 to 45 years old, please join 911memorial.org forward slash visionary. Um, thank you again for all you're doing and highlighting this uh, you know, important lead up to the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm.